Hello, hello, Nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, episode 42. I am David, your resident drunken monk halfling, and this week's host, and I am here with two of my pals, Mr. Eric. The rules of ball tag are as complex as they are beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And Brandon. Trying to find a rhyme for dead dragon. Because I guess we're killing one? <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, and we're here to talk about the very fresh uh, Critical Roles, The Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, just finished season one, just released a couple, like last week, I guess. And uh, out on Amazon Prime. And we're here to talk about that. But before we get diving in everywhere, let's uh, do a quick around the horn. Why don't you guys tell me what you've been up to? We'll go with Brandon first. Uh, I watched Free Guy on oh. Disney Plus, the Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Scott yeah it's good. It's silly. It's a video game humor that's 80% funny, 20% what I was, producer, I was producers kind of what they think is funny to video gamers. So, right. Some is it like four? You know, for people who play video games, or is it like, you know, we find some of the stuff kind of cringy? My wife enjoyed it. I mean, I, you know, I think Ryan, watching Ryan Reynolds on TV was a big selling point, but she... Oh, yeah, anything with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. of course. But she, uh, I think she got a lot of the jokes, you know. Um, Portals makes an appearance a few times, you know. There's a nice. portal gun, or they, they go through cool. portals, so whenever they do... It's one color and the one, you know, it's the the two colors, the blue and the orange. So he's basically like a, a NPC in a game and he basically becomes sentient or something like that. I didn't know much about the plot going into this, but it's fairly simple. It's yeah, he's an NPC and he just does his own thing, but he's drawn to honestly, you know what? It's better to just go into this without knowing anything. I think <laughs> it's it's kind of silly, but. I'll say one thing. The stuff that happens outside of the, the video game world is vastly inferior. I could, couldn't could get into it. Like, I just... I didn't <laughs> mind how it all comes together later on, but I couldn't get into it. And I, I really like the stuff that took place in the game. I think Ryan Reynolds was actually really good in this. So, and I think it's funny, but there's a couple of jokes that just, I don't don't kind of land. But overall, I enjoyed it. Like, I'd watch it again just to see... There's so much stuff in the background. Like, you just see a car going by and then the colors of the car are just constantly changing uh that's because somebody's probably just changing the colors you know you're an npc so when the camera's on him there's action going on off in the distance often blurred out and stuff like that but it's it's cool it's it's fun hmm. uh, you you guys definitely would enjoy it so i was on i thought i saw it on hulu too so it must have it's, gotten a couple fun, i know it's on hbo spots. and disney plus right now that might be it in early yeah, 2022 yeah but that's uh that's all I did. Um, other than that, I've just been jamming out in Ghost of Tsushima. But I talked about that enough. So, um, but oh my god, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> it wouldn't happen to be uh, Elden Ring, would it? <laughs> uh, yes, that's uh, a good good segue. So much good segue for us to talk about from Software's new game called Elden Ring. Kind of the talk of the video game world right now so hot. as we're. Re- as we're recording this. Oh yeah. Came out. I mean, just last week. So everybody kind of in that 
gaming circle is playing that one right now. Um, Dave and I have been playing a bit of it. I know Dave has played more than I have up to this point. I think I am, I don't know, only six hours in. Dave, what about, I'm like, what's, what's your hour? 25-ish. I did, okay. the, I did the dirty thing. I switched my location on my Xbox back to New Zealand so I could play Thursday. So you get, you get like an extra 12 hours on the East Coast. If you just set your location back and, you know. I don't think you can play online with that, but uh, yeah, I put in a I put in a good chunk. That game is, it's like a, I think of it as like an alpha game where like it it kind of demands a lot of your time. Like oh yeah, you got it to get in there and to like you know get fully into the game because it does not does not hold your hand whatsoever. It's like the polar opposite of every other open world game that's coming out right now. Typical Dark Souls fashion. You just kind of got to figure out everything for yourself. Um, they don't really explain a whole lot to you. And that's, I don't know, that's kind of the beauty of it a little bit is just kind of exploring, finding weird, cool things that, I don't know, picking up items you might not necessarily know what they do and just experimenting with a bunch of different stuff. Um, but yeah, I think what kind of separates this game is the fact that it's open world and they took the they took that souls born formula and blew it out into this crazy huge expansive beautiful open world and i think that's what really makes this game special um like the like souls said, born I feel like, stuff like the souls born stuff is just like really hard you know third person yeah. hack and slash kind of stuff like that's punishing yeah but i mean that's cool and all but like there's not a lot of games that come out that don't just like that don't explain everything's got a I don't know I've referred to it as like icon vomit or like you know far cries and the assassins assassins creeds are brutal with it it's like Ubisoft does yeah this. oh yeah where it's games, just yeah. like so and they like turn it all off somebody I forget who it was it might have been an IGN guy was talking about like is it really like open world if they're telling you where every where to go all the time and they're telling That's you what point. to do and like this just kind of like just drops you in and just you know you go fucking figure it out, dummy. It's just yeah, I mean there's there's a vague guiding light that sort yeah. of points you towards the main path, but like you can literally when you when you start out and they drop you in that open world, you can literally go any direction. It's, I mean this whatever this comparison I feel like is already a little <laughs> bit tired, but like the breath of, it's hard not to make the Breath of the Wild comparison to this game. Because you can literally go in any direction you want. It's the same thing. Do, yeah. They give you the four exactly. corners of the map or whatever. Those are like the the giant. I forget what the beasts were called in there. It's the all, divine divine beasts. beasts. Yes. And they just say you know figure it out. Like go do it. And then you just kind of go off and you know you learn the you learn the rules of the world pretty quick. Like I mean there is I guess there is some like they tell you what the buttons do and they tell you you know what certain items do here or there. But like. Other than that, it's kind of like up to you to figure out and like it's the part I think that makes it so immersive and intense, really, like because the graphics aren't anything crazy. Like, I don't know, you see somebody's arm move and like you it looks like their sleeve is made out of like cardboard pieces because you can like literally see the bends in the polygons going like and like that's does not look great but like from a distance like the vistas and everything are absolutely fantastic the way they use lighting and fog effects where like you're riding through a swamp and then all of a sudden you see some bodies hanging from trees and then the fog creeps in you're like oh fuck shit's about to 
shit's about to pop yeah. off right now. Yeah, I feel like these uh, Soulsborne games have never like been graphical showcases or anything, but like they are designed so well, like from the world design to the enemy design to you know character design, like it everything is just designed so well and so intentional. Um, it just makes it so unique and interesting. Like we were saying, like there's there's literally hundreds of different types of enemies in this game, and each of them have their own attack patterns and things that they're weak to. And any one like, of them can kill you. Like it's not like yeah. a like a Goomba. Like a Goomba is gonna like Mario's just gonna stomp on his head and keep going on his way. Like they have these. It's and it's like this weird nightmare fuel where it's like. I keep thinking of like Pan's Labyrinth, where it's like unsettling kind of weirdness to look at, but. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this is a deep cut, but like the came out in like the early two thousands, the Jennifer Lopez movie, The Cell, where it was just like weird nightmare dreams, but like you can't look away because it's just so cool sometimes. But like birds, well, yeah, with swords like grafted onto their legs that like do backflips and murder. Like you get killed by little scrub enemies sometimes, which is well, and in one part of the you know one part of the map, there's this beautiful lush green fields with like i don't know bunnies and deer and (laughs) eagles soaring through the sky and then the next part you're in like this hell world with these like demon dogs and these giant murder crows that are trying to kill you demon dog like it was like a t-rex with like the head of a dog and like razor teeth and it just comes at you super quick trying to just eat you and your ghost horse it is just yeah but the, the fact that you can get killed by anything adds a level of, I don't know, a level of, you know, butt clenching to everything where you're like super intense and you're like, you're low on your little potion things that you get everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just looking out for like, just looking for a little yellow glimmer anywhere that you can look, find it to try and find a bonfire. This is what I think people are attracted to with the, uh, from software games is when you get to the, what do they have? They have a. Uh, bonfires uh, bonfires in this yeah, yeah. Is well that what it's it is? like circles of grace or they're like points points of grace yeah. yeah whatever they're called but but yeah because if you die you lose everything so it's high risk high reward um, i mean you can get back pretty you can quick get them back if you get back yeah. to your body but you know if you're far away and you're in deep and you get swarmed and surrounded like it's a it's mm-hmm. some work sometimes to get your stuff back i think the mentality of this is like like you don't. You, the only thing you lose um, is your. Well, in this game, it's ruins and Dark Souls, it's souls. Blah blah blah. It's like the currency you used to level up and buy items and stuff. That's the only thing you lose. You don't lose like items uh, that you have in your inventory or anything. So the way you got to think about it is like you can always get more of those. So you can't be too upset if you end up losing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I feel like that's kind of. Where I ran into a bit of trouble when I was playing, uh, I think I played like Dark Souls 3 back in the day. Like I just got so pissed that I lost like a bunch of souls one time and just rage quit and never went back to it. But I've just kind of changed my mentality with these games. It's tough because you see that number and you're like, that's like half a level right for me right now. And you're like, if I lose that, you know. But I mean, there are guys that, you know, if you wanted to farm, there's spots where you can just kill, kill a giant crab, get a thousand, go back and save and, you know, just be done with it. But yeah uh that's yeah it's a weird uh intensity of you know trying to not lose your stuff and and it's cool give and take not get murdered. because like you might fight this giant enemy 
and defeat him and use all of your uh, potions or whatever. And then you go back to your point of grace to regain your potions, but that enemy is going to be back as well. Like it respawns all the enemies too so, once you. Yeah, uh, so you don't feel bad. Go, go at the arrest point. You don't feel bad riding past people. Like that's the one thing that right. that does kind of bug me is like everything. I think all the treasure chests are set with whatever. So like that treasure chest mm-hmm. is going to have that thing every time you go there. A lot of times, you know, I'll you'll struggle through a boss. You get that. I mean, the XP or the runes or whatever makes it worth it, but. A lot of times I get like a sword that you need like a 30 strength with it. And that's literally the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do. So things aren't like item re item re items aren't <laughs> crafted specifically for you when you're opening up treasure chests and stuff like that. But like I've, I've opened up a chest, got teleported. I'm a lot of this happened to a couple people. I've heard say it. you get teleported to like the complete other side of the map and some weird demon mine and there's like these weird centipede things that murder you instantly but you get out there and you wander around and you find like some nasty stuff and it's literally like like walking out of a cave into the gates of hell like you said like sky is red there's like you know weird dirt monsters like it's dude yeah i went through i just went through this random portal that i found in a bush and it transported (laughs) me to like this crazy world with this huge fucking thing that I snuck around, but then some other little enemy killed me in one hit. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can't go there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, I mean, graphically, it's not the craziest. Like, when you're talking to a character, their mouths don't line up with what they're saying. Like, sure. Like, there's little animation stuff. It's also a Japanese game. Like, it's probably just, it's probably just the translation. Yeah. Like oh, the AI. yeah, I, I, see I, just, with that. I, yeah. I just meant the lip syncing thing. Like, I, yeah. I guess the AI is like this in all the Souls games. I've never really gotten into too far into one because, I mean, I just haven't had the time. But this is, a, I mean, a great jumping in point for me because, like, the nice part about it is that it's open world. So in a Dark Souls where, like, you know, you have to beat a boss Limited, and, like, you have to go. Linear, yeah. Yeah. This one, you get bored, you just, you know, there's no map markers anywhere. There's no quest. There's no quest screen in your pause menu. There's nothing. So you're literally like searching around the map. You can put down markers where you, you know, where you meet a NPC or where you meet a, you know, a shopkeeper or whatever like that. Cause they're sprinkled in throughout the world. But mm-hmm. like you run into a boss that you can't beat, you know, screw it. Go wander around mm-hmm. this way, come back, you know, 10 levels. Show them who show them what's what. Yeah, exactly. I I think the the horse really changes the combat in this game as well because like there are some enemies where you could just really cheese it uh, with the horse combat, which I've been doing a lot. Like you can just kind of ride past him, swipe at him, and then run away with your horse, and then circle around and do another swipe. Um, so like some stronger enemies and like you know that you normally would kick your ass in like a normal Dark Souls game, you could actually like take them out just by uh, cheesing them on the horse a little bit. How was your class set up? What did you start with? I started with the Vanguard, so I'm just going for like a tank. Sword and shield uh, guy? Like two-handed. Yeah, sword and shield, yep. I'm also, I'm put, I'm dumping a little bit because the Vanguard starts with kind of lowish to mid-tier magic, so I'm dumping a little bit points into magic so I can have like a secondary backup there. But for right now, I'm just kind of tanking it with a sword and shield. So I went complete opposite with the i went all magic but 
yeah. still be able to switch to your sword and shield and, you know, handle business a little bit. So I think you got to have a little bit yep. of both. But I, yeah, people are people are putting some time into it. It is getting, I mean, it is not a game for everybody, but it no, is, definitely but not. it is a good game at what it is trying to do. Like, you know, it's a, if, it's an experience. I, it's like a, it's, I don't know, you need to, it takes some, you know, dedication and to like, you know, to explore the world and to build your character up and to get through all this stuff. So I think with any of these type of games, like the souls games, you kind of have to play by their rules to enjoy it. Um, or else you're going to kind of beat your head against a wall and <laughs> give up really quickly. Well, I think the, the um, open world helps with that, not quitting. So, right. For sure. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, like Dave said, you can just, if you're getting your ass kicked by a boss, you can literally just turn around and go a completely opposite direction. And there's like in, yeah, you're. And I'm sorry. Like just going in that opposite direction, like you're saying, like the art design in this game is like so creative and off the wall crazy. Like yeah, mm-hmm. the giant tree and the giant monsters. And like so giant much, yeah, so much cool stuff like, to look enemies at. Enemies are insane, and environments are cool, and there's castles yeah, on hills cool. everywhere. It's just like a. It's like a fever dream, fantasy fever dream. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could definitely. go on and on, uh, but yeah, we don't. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely only scratched the surface. I mean, there's reviews out there, people playing 60 hours and they still haven't <laughs> beat the game yet. And I'm like, I That's... don't know if I'll ever beat this game, but I'm having a great time with it right now. So, yeah, and I feel like I if I take time off that, like, I'm uh, it's going to take me longer to get back into it if I'm taking time off to, you know, because like I said, there's I no know. quest log or anything. So. On one hand, it's nice that, you know, you have to be in the world and immersed in it to remember things. I almost feel like you need a side diary or something like that. But yeah, it's going to it's going to take a chunk of time to beat. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm loving got, it. We'll, we'll see how long it goes for, but it's it's good. I got two big open world games to sink my teeth into now. I got this Elden Ring and Cyberpunk. I, I still oh, okay. want to keep going on as well, just because. I don't know. I've been into it lately and I don't want to slow down on that either. But I feel like that one is easier to like put down and then come back to um, as opposed to Elden Ring. So I'll probably have that as kind of my uh, palate cleanser in between. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a good time to uh, be a gamer <laughs> and to like Busy video month. games. Nice. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think that wraps up everything I've been doing. Eric, do you have anything left? Uh, no. <laughs> Do you guys know the show on uh, Netflix uh, called Love is Blind? Have you guys seen that or watched that uh, at all? I think all? my wife has watched no. it. I might have watched an episode or two of that. So, <laughs> I, I've been watching it with uh, my wife. We watched the first season and the second season just came out. It's just like your garbage reality TV show, but that's kind of like one of my guilty pleasures, like TV wise, like is it, dumb. Yeah. They're talking, they're talking show. on other sides of screen. The like conceit, they can't see each other, yeah. but they're talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. The conceit is kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. It's like a social experiment. Um, basically short rundown. I won't go too long into this at all, but <laughs> you got like Please a don't. group of, group of guys and girls and they're in this building and they basically get to like speed date each other, but there's a wall in between them. So they can only talk to each other. They can't see each other. So they basically have to, you know, figure out 
if who they want to get together with solely based on the conversations that they have and everything. So it's kind of there an interesting experiment. No ugly people on the show. <laughs> In the second season, I feel like they tried to diversify some more pretty yes, boobs out yes. there. Okay, that's exactly. Good. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And then at the end, if they choose someone, they go on like a honeymoon and they live together for a couple of weeks and then decide if they want to get married or not. So yeah, it's sounds, interesting. Sounds uh, like a real tough life. That's yeah, that's right, what reality exactly. is like. I had, yeah, right. I had to go date somebody behind a screen for three weeks, but yeah. Right. So I just threw that one out there because it was a it's a fun little uh, uh, you know thing that I've been watching. Nice, good. All right, but yeah, that was all I had. Well, I think it wraps up everything for now. Um, we'll take a little break, finish up Act One, and we're gonna come back in Act Two with uh, some box back right after this. Hello, and we are back for Act 2 to discuss The Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, this is an Amazon Prime show that just came out uh, from the people over at Roll20. Uh, fresh in 2022. Don't know when you're listening to this, but that's when we're at. But, uh, you know, before we dive into the summary, we check in on social real quick. Uh, Eric, you got some stuff for us over on the uh, socials? Yeah, I got a, a couple little things. Um... You, you can, people. yeah, a couple people, uh, got a couple, uh, actually my, my uncle Ken, which is actually the person who recommended us to watch this show. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Which I, I appreciate the recommendation cause I think we all enjoyed it, but he says, um, he's a longtime critter, which is what the fans call themselves. Uh, uh-huh. okay. the, the storyline that they picked for the first season is very well done and keeps pretty close to the original D and D stream while eliminating some of the mundane parts. Some of the scenes are exactly like I imagine them in my head. The Triceratops scene is one of my favorite scenes in animation and in the original stream. Um, so that was nice. A cool little anecdote there. Uh, and this only other one on Twitter um, is from Drinks and Things podcast. And they say, watch the original D&D campaign and most of the animated series. Love it. Vex for life. Oh, Vex is life. Sorry. Oh. Um, but yeah, sure. That's all we got there. Uh, but yeah, nice. if you, if you want to get in touch with us on social, you can find us at nomads of fantasy on Twitter and Instagram, um, facebook.com slash nomads of fantasy, all that good stuff. Well, thank you, Eric. Um, I guess we can get into it. Uh, I toss over to Brandon. Uh, can you give us like a little bit of a synopsis of what we're about to talk about? I know I'm not, some people may not know what it is at all. Yeah, um, I mean, I will actually mentioned... be the person who is kind of new to all this because if you're hearing this for the first time, you're like me, right? Um, there's been some buzz probably about this show, uh, Legend of Vox Machina. It's an animated show. Uh, it's a fairly mature oh, uh, yeah. show fairly, with crude yeah. humor. <laughs> Definitely um, adult, lots of violence. Extremely. 
vi- yeah, extreme violence. Um, and it's you know it's all animated. It, it kind of looks like uh, the other show on Amazon. Remind me a lot. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Invincible. Yeah, yeah, or a little Castlevania from uh, Netflix. So, but anyways, it it Dave, this takes place in the Dungeon and Dragons world. Correct. It's mm-hmm. Based off of a D and D campaign that people over at uh, Roll Critical Roll, uh, Critical Roll, yeah, thanks. yeah. So that's where you're gonna get your gnomes and your elves and your half elves and your wood elves and your humans and your all the different races and different classes sure. and all. And the, this one can do magic. This one can do arrows. Uh, this one un- unlocks doors better than others. So it has all those things that you've, you've heard of with Dungeons & Dragons with the role-playing and stuff like that. So what's cool, though, is... So I don't how, I don't know how old this is. I, I, I probably should have done more research learning more about where it came from, but I just, I just watched the show, and here we are talking about it. But from what I looked at, there's these voice actors. They're just voice actors. They do, they do voice acting for movies and video games or whatever, and maybe some movies and stuff like that, but... They also are just like nerds. They just like Dungeons and Dragons. So they, it seems they've been doing this for a while, right? And they just kind of oh, yeah. bigger and bigger to the point where here we are watching it as a highly animated show on Amazon. The Dungeon Master is Matt Mercer. And I guess he made it for his 2012 personal, like his, you know, Dungeons and Dragons campaign, but then launched the actual gameplay series with Critical Role in 2015. What's Critical Role? That's just the the name of their like. Well, right now it's it's they created their own production company um, called Critical Role, and they're producing like these campaigns. There's these D and D campaigns that they're streaming, and this show. So they kind of created their own production company around this whole idea. But yeah, Critical Role was kind of what they they called themselves, um, just right. as a as a collective okay. for their for their D and D campaigns. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. They, they streamed all of their, they're on their, they're up to their third campaign. Now, um, they came, they completed their first and second campaign. The first one started, they started streaming it back in 2015 and it went all the way through 2017, which just before this, I was watching a little bit of like the first episode of the first campaign. And it's, it's pretty interesting, um, that like watching all these professional voice actors, and it just makes it so much more immersive because they're doing like the voices and everything. The voices from the show, the voice actors, you know. Yeah, no, that's I think the big that's the big selling point to me. Yeah, the characters from the show are it. the actual, you yes. know, voice actors. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, and like Matt Mercer, I mean, all of these voice actors have been in tons of tons of video games. Um, like Matt Mercer was is McCree from Overwatch. He was in like he's in he's in a ton of stuff. You look at huh. his IMDb, it's like flooded with video games. Um, so he's doing he's the dungeon master and he's doing all these different voices of like different NPCs and everything. It's good to have the voices. You gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really cool. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was really interesting uh, that they turn they turn this campaign into like an actual full fledged animated show. It's weird because I I never watch any of Critical Role, but I played D and D a lot. You know, we just finished a two year campaign that started when the pandemic started, like over on Roll Twenty, and like a lot of so like all the you know spells they're casting and all the you know tropes that they have to run through sometimes are very familiar. 
Um, you can see where, you know, uh, where failed roles come in and, you know, that kind of stuff where it all makes sense. Like it's like telling a and d story, which is every time I play, I always want to like commission artistry about like what I see in my head as to like, what yeah, just played or like mm-hmm. shit like that. And well, how cool like, is it for these guys to, I know it's to so have awesome. this happen. That's so that to me, I mean, I, I'm a designer, right? I love the production of this only from, from the foundation that it's, people who give their talent to other productions and collectively they had a shared passion, which was D and D and what better hobby for a group of voice actors than Dungeons and Dragons where you can do the voices, but it's like, but it's your campaign and you guys came with your characters and nobody, no producer, nobody else touched this. So it's like, they made it, and then when they pitched the idea of having this as an animated show for, like, just maybe, like, one episode, just, like, one thing, and I think the production companies were like, nah, and it fell through, so then they go to Kickstarter, and they're like, we just wanted, I don't know, what do they want? They wanted, I think like, it was, like, 750000 700000 right? 750000 I mean, it's a good penny. It was a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. but then they were like, all right, let's just go for it, I guess, and they got, like, $11 million at one point, yeah. and, then, and then, then Amazon's just like, how about we just do this together and yeah. here we are and it's what a dream come true and it's just cool to see people getting together on their own with their own dream their own passion and then here they go and they they're make just something. like their own creativity just kind of coming out as they Love you know come up with the stories because like just the one-liners and the stuff that comes out of the stories like i just makes me laugh because i could it's all stuff that i could see happening in our own campaigns mm-hmm. even like the gruesome violence there's a lot of gruesome violence in D D. yeah people getting chopped in half and all that sorts of fun stuff yeah it's really cool i mean i i'm super new to D D. i've just started listening to uh the adventure zone the mcelroy's dungeons and dragons mm, podcast those are great and like now that I've been listening to that more, like I am starting to learn like the language and the mechanics of how D and D actually works. And like Dave said, just watching this show, I'm like, okay, that was probably a fucking perception check or a death saving throw or, (laughs) you know, a dexterity saving throw, like all this stuff. It's so cool just to know a little bit more about the mechanics. And I think it makes it, you appreciate it a little bit more. Um, So I thought that was really cool. And it, Makes me want to play D and D. The classes are all, you know, straight from, you know, straight from the book. You got Vax is like the the ranger or rogue you know, or no, that's rogue. Vax. That's Vax. <laughs> yeah, Vex so and Vax are the twins. Yep. Grog the you know, barbarian, Scanlan's the bard. You got the gnome, the gnome bard. Yeah, you know, it's all. I think having a bard was a very interesting touch because. When do you ever see that portrayed? It's always like you get the archer, you get the dwarf, you get the wizard, the you mage. Know. Yeah, but you yeah, don't get to see music is magic, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And like he, they used him a lot for a lot of the just the comedic one-liners, which makes just, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he, know, but it's it's yeah, it fits with the personality. So yeah, I feel like each each character kind of uh, is distinct and got their their moment yeah. throughout the first season and everything, which I really appreciated. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we want to do a uh, spoiler tag here and kind of get into the story. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we all recommend the show. So at this point, like we're going to get into some of the plot. And yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I think just go in, just enjoy yourself. It's it's a fun, it's a fun animated show. And the episodes are only, what, 20? 
25 they're minutes. 20, yeah, and there's super short. 12 of them. 12 episodes, yeah. yep. I thought it I thought it felt better watching them like in chunks of like two or three at a time. Yeah. Like, there, there came yep. a point, you know, we had to get this done. I'd watch like five or six of them in one night. And I'm like, this is a little much. But well, it's also like... Two or three at a time is a good pace. The way that it's broken up too kind of allows that. Because like in the first section... I mean, the first thing they do is go and fight that dragon, and that's like the first two episodes. And then the second section is, you know, we're introduced to the Briarwoods and all this stuff. So, like, they are kind of chunked out in that way. So it kind of makes sense to watch them, which that's how they were actually released as well. Like, they release what, three? Three at a time. Three, okay. three at a time, yeah. Okay. For for four weeks. So each yeah. each like three episode chunk is kind of its own self Which is like an story, hour and then they move on to something else. Yeah, it's like an hour of, of story right there for you. So just like one hour a night for three nights, and then you'll be through the show. Mm-hmm. Did All I right. do my math Spoiler. right there? Three, three, uh, three. There's a little there's one more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing it out a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Uh there's twelve episodes. All right. Spoiler spotty here. Um, find a good A. Who's got a good summary on their screen? Uh, I can just start going off the top of my head here. Uh, so sure. basically we're introduced to this band of mercenaries who calls themselves Vox Machina. Um, and we first see them in kind of a, a, a you know, a bar and they're, they're all getting a little tipsy <laughs> and they start this uh. drunken bar fight. Um, and you know, it's a good introduction to each of their characters and each of their skill sets and, you know, each class that they are and everything. Um, and then, but the main, while well, the first main conceit is that the, uh, I forgot what the, like the ruler of the land's name is. It's like Uriel something or other. Um, but they're kind of looking for a group of mercenaries to defeat this dragon that has kind of been, uh, tormenting the countryside um so they're down on their luck they need a little bit of money they're running short on cash so they uh find this flyer that is you know looking for a band of mercenaries to help out with this problem so they go up and get uh get the details and go out and try to fight this crazy blue electric dragon (laughs) which doesn't turn out too well for them because probably not high enough level to be Nothing no. with a dragon, no. No. But like level six, seven in yeah. that range. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're yeah, pretty pretty low level by now. But uh yeah. Um and like it's funny because I thought this dragon was gonna kind of be like the main MacGuffin throughout the first season. Cause like oh, yeah. like you said, in the they go and find this dragon in the first episode of the of the series and they get their asses absolutely handed to them. So I thought, you know, the whole series would kind of be building up to this final fight with this dragon. And that would be the main villain throughout the entire thing. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised that the dragon only lasted until like the second episode. Um, and they yeah. were able to uh, take him out. Just leave the dragon alone. Hopefully the dragon's just, just happy eating villagers for a little bit and <laughs> come back when you go up a couple levels. Yeah. Exactly. The, I think the part, the story, the part of the dragon was to establish our characters and their personalities. Definitely. Because they're introduced yeah. as like uh, a band of misfits. Like how the hell did these guys all end Dude, up the, together? The comparison I keep drawing is Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, absolutely. That's what I keep going back to. The <laughs> one character actually Groot. 
You know, mm-hmm. she just does all the stuff, but there's also like the giant guy and the little Grog guy together. Grog is definitely, um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Drog. Drax. 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 Yes, sorry. But yeah, the, yeah, Grog is definitely Drax, like, you know, big, dumb, gullible dude. But yeah, I, I, there's just uh, tons of parallels to Guardians, which I which I got a kick out of. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, the, the dragon... F- scene ultimately ends up kind of building some character like you're introduced to was it vex he's the brother uh archer or vex vex is the uh vex the dude is the and dude and the is sister the... is vex yep okay so vex uh you know gives a coin to a kid in the village and stuff like that and you just think they're all just kind of insensitive out of touch people like a band of misfits but you know it, he's in, it's introduced early that he has a soft spot and uh, taking out the dragon, um, you know, with the coin and stuff like that, because it kills the kid, and you know, he felt bad, and so there's some heart to them yeah, as we as we see with the other characters. But let's see, you know that you know they're not just they're not just irredeemable assholes. Yeah, you could watch a whole season of jerks. Oh yeah, <laughs> if they all acted like what's his face, the little guy. It's, it's like, always sunny. Scanlan. Yeah. Yeah. It's always sunny and Alexandria. Yeah, Scanlan. Uh, but yeah. I like that. I just like that they they added some something positive about these characters, so I can get behind somebody, and then they kind of added on to that uh, mm-hmm. as the series went on. Start building on. like you know the relationships between uh, Vex and the, the Keyleth. Druid. Keyleth was her name. Yep. I can never. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be terrible. Kiki, Kiki for short. If you, Kiki, you know, yeah, if you can remember that one. That is good. But no, yeah, they start setting it up things where you see that uh, Grom and the Druid have like a brother-sister relationship with each other. You know, they kind of build on that over the season too. So, you know, every character's got their little arc that they go through. One thing I really liked is with this show, they didn't just split everybody up. Not right away. They did, uh, they took Pike away at one point because she mm-hmm. had to go find herself and do some Gandalf the Grey shit. For a decent amount of the of the series, she's gone. Apparently, yeah, she is gone. She ha- the voice actor did have like conflicts with it, and that's part of the reason why oh, like, the story okay. changed with that. Interesting. Okay. Because out of something out there about that. Out of seven characters, like only one's kind of gone and she's doing like this side thing. But other than that, like everybody was together and which is cool. We didn't have two here. We didn't do like a Game of Thrones thing or something like that where these two characters are doing this story and these are two are doing and, you know, and everybody's all over the place. I liked this is what I like about They're all D&D. sticking together. It's like like a video game or anything with this kind of stuff. It's it's a party. It's you got it's a party. You need the berserker guy, the tank guy, or whatever with the healer, and <laughs> yeah. it's just cool to see them all constantly. It's like Avengers, where they all have their different strengths and weaknesses, and getting them together to do their their abilities. But for a whole season, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the one get, kind of says like, "Yo, you got to be the healer while I'm out for a little bit." When Pike left, so Kiki took over a little bit, and she uh, she kind of grew, um, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Also, it's just. I don't know. The animation of the show is really good. Like I really like the animation. They did not. I wonder if it's the same studio as Invincible because I looked it it up because I thought it's not. It's actually not. not. No, because I looked it up because I'm like I thought the same exact thing. I'm like this has to be um, a little more anime touched to this though, I guess. But yeah, it's not. They they aren't connected to that at all. They've I looked up the studio. I forgot I forgot what the studio is actually called, but they've done like tons and tons of work on like 
video games and cartoons and like all all kinds of stuff. I couldn't really find one thing that they're like known for um, just because they have so many different credits. But like it's it's pretty impressive the amount of stuff that they've worked on. But it's it's cool. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to uh, look up the uh, name of that studio to to give them some credit. But yeah, it's nice. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, the animation is awesome. Um, I was pretty invested with, in the story. I feel like in episode three, we kind of are introduced to the main villains in the Briarwoods. Um, yeah, they it, come back from they basically kill the dragon in episode two and then come back episode three. Yep. They're, so they're, you know, they're kind of uh, being celebrated. Uh, they are invited to this uh, party with all the different nobles from different area uh countries and territories coming in to have this party and celebrate yeah and, and you then, learn that percy has got something going on percy's kind of becomes <laughs> like the main focus of the series throughout the rest of the season um and kind of his backstory and what happened to him in his past uh basically these briarwoods killed his family and took over his uh <laughs> yeah. home of whitestone um so it gets pretty intense pretty quick yeah, he's got this vengeance out for them, um, you know, and seeing them kind of reinvigorated this vengeance that he's had deep down inside him throughout his entire life. And I think you see at the beginning of that one that like uh, the guy is actually a vampire too when he's like murdering people. Like, so you know, oh, something's going oh, on. Yeah. There's Silas, some sort of, mm-hmm. Silas, some sort of trickery, some sort of dark magic going on there. You know, they're not. Good. Having vampires take over and murder Friggin your Friggin' vampires, man. Never good. Never good. Oh, the the name of the animation studio is uh, Titmouse Inc., by the way. Come on. It, it, it's a it's a bird. Don't get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> but, uh, that's okay. But yeah, they've done they've done a bunch of stuff. Um, apparently they're working on a a boys animated series for Amazon oh, Prime. Oh, okay. Which I think I did yeah, hear about this actually. About yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. Well, that's uh, great. Yeah, um, which yeah, I think that that will suit them very well with the amount of violence that we see in the show. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. So you introduced to the the Briarwoods. They are scumbags, and the yeah, the story kind of goes after Percy's past and kind of like why is he so angry. And we do see some flashbacks about how they got taken out. So, like, okay, we get it. Um, but they're vampires, and they're. I, um, it seems like nobody knows they're vampires. Is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, they're basically just have the power to control, you know, Whoever's uh, whoever they want to. Yeah, they can take over their minds, which they did to the, you know, the ruler of the kingdom god i'm terrible with the names but uh uriel yeah the yep uriel um yeah they kind of took over his mind and he they made them condemn vox machina and everything so they were kind of like quote unquote criminals in that home and that's kind of why they left in uh in pursuit of the briarwoods and in whitestone to to stop them and break the control that they had over him okay so the dragon was actually that Scottish voice guy. Remember, he was part of the. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was the like their Seven Uriel's, like the general of their army or whatever. Yeah. So was he under the influence of the Briarwoods then? I think it was just a yeah. I don't. Think so I think he was just doing his own thing. 
He was just a scumbag. Oh, well, he had he, he could had his whole morph into a human, which was well. He had his whole cool. speech of like, oh, dragons used to rule these lands and everything. So he was just trying to take over the this country and bring back the dragons, essentially. Well, I mean, you get to it more towards, I guess, towards the end of the. Oh season. yeah, you get a like stinger. A, it all ties back in. So okay, yeah, you're right with the dragons. Okay, all right. Well, I thought there was a connection there, but. There might be for all I know, but okay. So then, anyway, so then it just totally just changes sto- like plot, mm-hmm. and yep. then it goes towards Percy's vengeance you with finish, uh, the Bear Bearwoods. Finish one part of a campaign, and you got to kind of go on to another. Sometimes, yeah. Okay. It was it was really interesting when they got to Whitestone, which is Percy's home, and the Briarwoods taking over everything because, like, it's complete. Well, we see a flashback of. Percy and how he remembers Whitestone when he was a kid, and it's all lush. <laughs> oh God! I know it's going to be horrible right there. Beautiful vistas yeah. and this giant tree in the middle, this giant uh, sun tree in the middle, and everything. And yeah, when they get there, it's just all dead and decaying and decrepit. And then you got fucking. I'll, you'll appreciate this, Brandon. It made me think of Attack on Titan with the giants and everything. I got that too with these giant creatures. Dude, yeah. They were like patrolling the streets and, you know, eating civilians and everything. Like it was it was pretty intense. Oh, right, so so if would if we're if we're there then, if we're at what White Whitestone? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Whitestone, this is where uh Percy is introduced to like his first mission. He's like, you gotta get uh, was it Archibald Archie? Mm-hmm. You gotta save him because he's kind of leading the resistance here. Z- yeah, right. His buddy that he grew up with. Basically. Have a real chance of reclaiming Whitestone here. Are you sure you wanna? I mean, this town ain't even got any ale. Aye, we've seen our share of dark days, but Percival de Rolo is back from the dead. If that won't inspire the people, nothing will. Sorry, Archibald. Right now, I'm only thinking about my sister. Ugh. I guess they're a close-knit family, eh? You know what I'm saying? Shut, Shut it! it. I know you're eager to rally the troops, but Cassandra's my only family. I have to find her. Percy, old friend, I reckon we can do both. That's when they make their presence known to the Brerwoods, and then the Brerwoods do, like, a really fucked-up thing. They... <laughs> that was horrible. They, like, get these, like, people that look like the group... Like yeah, Vox Machina, and some of them are little kids because like the little kids are they're all humans, so they just take the little kids and it's like, all right, the little girl and the little boy look like the 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 gnomes in Vox mm-hmm. Machina, so they kill, they beat them up, you can tell by the scars, and then they hang them, they hang them on that big sun tr- sun tree, right? That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah, they hang them on the, on the big sun tree in the middle of town for everybody to see, and it's it's such a violent show. It does a lot of fucked up things like. When they go on a killing spree in the one of the scenes, uh, when they I think when they are saving Archibald, that it's like those skeleton like things. They just start those wraiths with the armor, and mm-hmm. they had to um, use like the light to to weaken them so they could actually hit them. Oh yeah, yeah. And cool. they went to town. It got really violent, just showing how they were like killing those things, stabbing them and smashing D- them. And D and D gets pretty nasty when you get into like the chaotic evil. People oh okay. And, like people like I don't Does know. It? It's not okay. all. It's not all like Lord of the Rings is kind of like the the nice shiny version of it. Like I don't know. I always think of D and D as like the it can get gritty and dark and mm. R rated and all sorts of nasty shit can happen. So, but I mean after that you kind of the more as they they get into 
the town, I guess. Uh, you find out that Percy has some sort of connection with some sort of evil thing and that kind of the demon. And that kind of goes from there, basically, where the next couple episodes are next couple episodes are like his hit list. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. with, he's got like the Arya Stark thing going on or he's got these names <laughs> yeah. of the people yeah. he wants to, to kill. But it's he's got the gun. and He's just he's just yeah spinning, spinning it. it. Yep. It, looking in the sky, just like thinking about killing them. Like man, this guy's got issues. In D and D terms, that would be known, known as a uh, a warlock level dip. Where, oh, you know, maybe he may be like a he may be a certain class. I forget what they are the uh, the inventor types, but you know, you take a class or two a warlock, and you know, it adds to your character a little bit. Something like that, where you get a demon gun, maybe like so that thing that aligns very well with oh, you know, cool D and D kind of stuff too, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, I like, yeah, I like that they kind of got into his backstory on how that manifested of it. Cause like basically his vengeance for wanting to get, you know, revenge on these people that killed his family and all who were involved with it. Um, he kind of invited this demon into his soul, you know, and it's kind of a, uh, I don't know. I guess it's a, I guess it's a symbiotic relationship because Percy needs help from this demon to help kill his targets. And this demon needs Percy to basically feed off of his soul. So he kind of, uh, unwilling or unknowingly lets him in and kind of, uh, is carrying this demon throughout his entire life. Um, which I thought, I just thought that was a really cool concept and it's all tied to this weapon that he created this, uh, pepper box that he has. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just love that about, uh, Percy's character and his backstory. I think Percy's a cool character. I like when he goes in crazy mode and he puts his mask on and all the oh, smoke comes out. Yeah, and he's like so, so violent with his pistol. And <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was super cool. And he just stands out because everybody has. You know, you have like these archers, you have magic users, you have whatever, and then he's got a gun. <laughs> well, he's just yeah, he's just a human with a gun, really. Yeah. Well, he's like super smart, I guess, and he's civilized and classy. Like in the beginning of the season, you see his. He's kind of more more together, but by the end, he's just barely changes his voice. He goes very more more monotone the way he's talking. He's just full of rage. He's almost being consumed. Well, he practically does get consumed by this demon at the end. But and he's always been like he's always seems like he's been the one that's kind of like I mean they're all a band of misfits and they've never like I feel like we see them grow their relationship as the season goes on. But Percy, I feel like was always kind of the one on the outskirts and not trying to get too close to anybody, um, which makes sense more as more is revealed about his character. Lady Laura, welcome. Hope you didn't feel the need to bring a housewarming present. I didn't. Alas, I'm only here to remind you that Sovereign Uriel expects you at his dinner. Oh shit, that's tonight. Finally, a proper evening of protocol and civilized conversation. It's more than a party. Dignitaries from across the realm are here to form a new security pact. We must put our best foot forward. Right, which foot is that? Hey, Pike, want to be my date? I promise to be on my best worst behavior. Oh, uh, I'm okay. Lady Allura, we appreciate the gravity of the situation and will present ourselves with the utmost dignity. <laughs> Good one. Seven to five. <laughs> 
Five? He was just at two. Oh, yeah. That was a three-pointer? You see, the rules of ball tag are as complex as they are beautiful. I, I, I shall brief them on royal etiquette and manners. You have my word, nothing will go wrong. <laughs> but by the end, you know, he's, uh, he's kind of all in with the group um, after he expels <laughs> the demon. Yeah, towards the end, it starts to get... Pretty intense. They're basically like storming the castle with all the rebels um, going to murder uh, Vampire and his wifey. I forget their names. Silas there's, and there, Delilah. There are so many names in this that I there's can't even like. There's a lot of names. Like, I mean, just the party themselves. How many well, are there? I'm going to add another one for you, Dave. Cassandra. Yeah. This is about the time we meet, we find yeah. out that his sister survives because he thought. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. He thought his sister uh died when they escaped because his family got wiped out and his, his sister and him they were kept alive and being tortured by the vampires and then they made their escape and they shot mm-hmm. the arrows and they got her and Silas, sorry Silas Percy kept going and left her because he thought she was dead or at least a goner and yep. she never so they used that against uh, her to say like your brother left you but we won't kind of thing and then they did the whole Silas does this, um, that's his ability, right? He kind of takes over your mind mm-hmm. to a lot he of people. He control you, yeah. So that's what he did to her, and he, he does that to a couple other Vox Machos and stuff like that. But but yeah, that's when we introduced Cassandra, and that's his sister, and we don't know if she's good or bad at all. Um, it's actually kind of fucked up, because <laughs> when we do get introduced to her... It's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty intense. So you, they start, yeah, like you said, they're storming the castle, and Percy's... Got it. He's kind of leading the charge or whatever a little bit, and he's got this pistol out, but and he's got these names, and he kills the one guy, the first guy, the shorter guy, Just Hammer Professor. Fell or whatever his name is. Stonefell. His name. Stonefell. Stonefell. Is Stonefell the the little one? He's and the then, one with the little guy with the hammer. Okay. Well, he takes him out with his pistol, but then the the next guy has like a silver tongue. Professor thing. Anders. Yeah, Anders, which was their tutor when uh, Cass and him Percy were kids. But he slices um, her throat, Cassandra's throat, right in front of him. He's like, "Yeah, like, oh man." Yeah, that's like gross. one of the first things he does when they encounter him. Is that yeah? She, they're just he's just waiting there with her for them to come in, and yeah, right away just slices her throat, um, and that kind of uh, sets him off into one of his crazy rage, weird smoky plague mask version of himself. So, yep. Um, but yeah, that whole thing was pretty cool, uh, with Anders and his silver tongue. He was kind of doing the same thing that Silas was doing. He can can kind of take over control of, uh, you know, whoever he wants to and force them to attack, um, the rest of the party and everything. And he's also, he can also control like inanimate objects apparently because he brought these like suits of armor to life that were attacking them as well. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. Everybody was ca- um, at that point. He was even taking taking over other people's no minds, and they all were going against apology, Percy. Mm-hmm. You're right. But then Percy Percy, ended does, up, Percy does the bank shot and just shoots his tongue right out. Oh, of the that was so cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Everybody comes back, you know. To think, hilarity and to work out all the angles. <laughs> nice try, Dorolo, but flattery will not prolong your life. And yet it bought me all the time I needed. Yeah. 
But no, we get into the next episode and we get to Delilah and raising massive amounts of zombies. Yeah, she just has a zombie um, army. The one, I guess the one thing that we, <laughs> we skipped was some of the Scanlan scenes that happen. As he like he was providing a distraction this whole time while they're off murdering Silver Tongue Dude. Yeah. So he gets into a big fight with one of like the number ones of uh you know, the vampire guys. What's well, the Duke? That's the yeah, Duke. Okay. The yep. Duke. Yay. Thank you. Uh but no, some of that shit is pretty funny because like just having seeing a gnome fight a giant two handed fighter dude that's you know trying to smash dude i love when because he has like this ability to yeah he's always like playing his guitar and he sings i like the songs are very quick too it's not like he does like a whole thing and kind of runs its gag like yeah he only sings like a verse and then it's over but yeah they're good but i like when he uses this giant hand uh this pink hand that shows up hand and he's yeah and he's he's fighting against the duke and to block his sword or his um his axe whatever he's got this giant middle finger to block it yeah, and he's just using that to fight, and then he uses. He, I just like how he uses the humor to f- also f- fight people. He's he's a good comic relief. I think some of the jokes are a bit too crude for me. Like some, it was a, it took a little bit to be like, all right, a little thick sometimes. It's like it's a little too. It's like is this aimed at teenagers? I think it is. I don't know. I think it's cool. I'm liking this, but it's very lowbrow. There's a lot. Yeah, a lot of balls and dick ball and dick humor and stuff like that it kind of like, ruined it a little bit in the beginning but after a while you kind of get used to it but it's just yeah i just accept it as like it's that's his, his, character. his character that's though. his thing yeah. no it's yeah. everywhere though it's everybody everybody's just like a always got a, like a dirty joke to make her that's that's kind of all i hear well, they were playing they were literally playing ball tag <laughs> yeah funny. yeah a lot of the stupid shit is just stuff that just happens when you just want to you know fuck with everybody that you're playing with too like yeah, the ball tag scenes were freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, when we played, we had we had a barbarian, and I was a monk, and we had a bard with us, and that's just like, you know. What did you think of this party as a D and D expert, Dave? You have your uh, expert. No, can you actually break them down for us real quick? I know we're kind of like halfway through the story here, but but like the 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 ragtag team that we have, how would you describe? How would you break those down as D and D characters, just to kind of class and right. race well grog is what an orc barbarian Bar- barbarian uh he's just a barbarian. Orc. i don't know if he's an orc but yeah vex and vex and vax are rogues they're half ones a, half elves ones a, too i think yeah one's one's stabby one's shooty uh kiki is the druid mm-hmm. uh the she an elf short, too i because they the had the ears cleric kind of. yeah the druids oh uh, she yeah she's probably an elf too they had a uh gnome bard and a gnome cleric mm-hmm. and percy's probably human he's yeah an- he's just... animator i think that might be the class that mm-hmm. they do it's like it's the gun class there's an alchemist class okay. and a gun class and some other ones out there but like they all they all line up perfectly like i could picture their character sheets in my head like okay you know they all have their dump stats where grog is just like a dump in intelligence but he's got some wisdom to him a little bit here and there so <laughs> you know everybody's got their pluses and minuses so it's 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 cool to see like you know just the game that they played come to life which you know it's every D player's dream right there it felt like a D campaign you start off fighting a dragon saving the village and then oh here's yeah. the other campaign yeah and it's taken on these vampire assholes, and you got to storm the castle. 
uh, which was cool. I, you like, had to go through some mini bosses on the, on the way. Like this makes me want to, I, you know, I want to go back and watch critical role now and kind of mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I want to check it out. Dude, it's crazy. It from. There's so in the first campaign, there's 115 episodes and each of them are like over three hours each. So that's a lot. Yeah. That sounds about right. It's a yeah. lot of shit to go through. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Uh, it's insane that they boiled all of that down into 12, 25 minute episodes well because like i mean dnd is a lot slower where like you may spend an hour or two like just searching a room and discussing what to do next like mm-hmm. you know not it does take time for a lot of this stuff to happen and like some like them attacking a dragon could have been the culmination of like a month or two of you know side missions and prep and you know all that kind of stuff so what's the uh, gag with the doors then it's like constant and doors yeah and i know that kind of oh, is a throwback to their failing like when you're making a lock pick roll mm-hmm. probably you know you're trying to you're making a you know dexterity check and sometimes you're real shitty and you can't unlock a door and sometimes you're real good and you i'm sure there i'm sure this is like right flush with uh like inside jokes that you would understand yeah. if you watched you know the critical role D campaign i think it is i think i think it's like one of their initial things was like trying to get through a door or something like that i think it's a throw a big throwback to where they started i think the doors in general look it up like i i didn't know if you guys knew sure. more about well it, even I, grog says well, he hates doors you know by the yeah. end of it <laughs> oh they so. encounter so many doors like there's so many doors the, 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 one of the last things is a fucking door in a, in a tree god damn it it's sure it's, it's you gotta, the whole thing yep they get that's locked it. in rooms mm-hmm. i love how there's always a moment for one of these guys to do their abilities Every party mm-hmm. needs a, a lockpicker. But uh, let me think. At this point, it's getting pretty close to getting to the vampires. Cassandra has betrayed them. They're getting ready to. This uh, was oh, the, and Vex they're got down, taken over as well. Yeah, they're down. Well, at the point where the uh, yeah, at the point where Cass double crosses them, they kind of get trapped in this uh, room where it starts pouring acid into it, and they're kind of trapped and. They got to find their way out of it, which I thought that was a really cool scene because like Scanlan has to raise them all up on his magic hand. And oh, then, he does his heavy metal. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty cool. I love that. Like there's an excuse to have like background <laughs> music while they're doing this thing is, you know, Scanlan playing his song and, but there's yep. like a story reason why he's actually doing it. And then I, I love that Grog dive down into the acid to pull that, that was other cool. switch while but Pike was healing Pike him, is healing sim- him. simultaneously. Lo- yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, yeah, just the little touches like that. They um, had a scene where they had Pike, like, in front of uh, Hanlon, and they're, like, fighting the female vampire. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just, like, yeah. seeing both of their powers, like, together, because, like, yeah, you would duel up together to... Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of cool uh, cool team ups in this, yeah. which again brings me back to like Guardians of the Galaxy when they're kind of playing off each other and playing mm-hmm. off their their abilities and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and they, I feel like this is the point. Well, after they escape that acid chamber, this is kind of the point where everything comes to a head and they have their final battle with the Briarwoods and everything. Um, and hilarity ensues <laughs> would you guys think of this final because all the fight scenes i think are phenomenal would you guys think of like this as like the big f- 
fight. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody plays their part. Everything kind of lines up nicely. I'm kind of, I'm curious how this worked out in the campaign. I kind of, yeah. This fight I, there's probably like a video out there of highlights or something from the first campaign. Cause there's no way I'm going to watch the entire thing, but I yeah. would like to watch some of the moments like from the show, like in the actual campaign. There was one clip I saw and it was probably just a couple minutes long, but it was basically, you know, at the end when the dragons show up, I guess we'll mm-hmm. get to there. Like it just shows them reacting to, you know, Matt Mercer, like as DM explaining this stuff. And it is pretty fucking good. Like, okay. I, so cool. I was wondering skipping, I mean, we'll come back, but skipping to the end, like, is that how they actually ended the campaign with like, I, I a cliffhanger? Know. Okay, because I'm really curious how that works. Because they that's a hell of a cliffhanger. End, they end the season with a cliffhanger, but there's not going to be a season two because I mean this is, wraps up the campaign, right? When Amazon picked them up, there's they it was two seasons. They moved it really? from ten to twenty four, I believe. So it's two seasons of twelve. So there's so is this not like the entire. So there, of there's the first already campaign. a season two. Like I don't, I don't know. The characters just keep going and going until they reach level twenty in Godhood. And they okay. Do whatever they want then. I was just curious about that of where like if the if the actual campaign keeps going. But okay, that's cool that there is a season two. I mean, that's I, probably more of a longer like that's the longer campaign. Like the mm-hmm. dragon in the beginning may have just been a setup for the whole for the whole thing, but. I guess we want to jump back, like to the the big battle. Yeah, the alpha kind of it's like it's like everybody that you know you get the brother and sister. Um, uh, Vex, 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 Vex going Vex, against each other. Vex yeah, so they're going Vex, against each yeah. other. Yep, I know it's a joke in the in the show, and it's a, like it's a joke in this because I'm trying <laughs> struggling to say it on here. Um, they're going against each other because uh, he's possessed and she's trying to snap him out of it. Um, you get the female vampire going against the two uh, gnomes and their powers. Because she silenced him. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so the, those two are taking her on. And then Silas is fighting. Well, first he's fighting. Uh, who is he fighting? I forget. I think Percy tried to take him on, but then he couldn't. So I know Grog Percy's is Percy's fighting Cassandra. Kinda... Oh, that's right. You're right. Because yeah, she's still under his control. Sil- or, uh, Cassandra is still under Silas's control at this point. I think it's like Kalis, Pike, and Grog all take their turns fighting him. Mm-hmm. And I guess Grog, Grog eventually at the end. Grog's the one that fucks him up. turns the tides, yeah. Right, but he's knocked out for a while, though, I think. Yeah, part of the, the battle. beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that. Um, I feel like, well, Keyleth as a character, is she's always, like, doubting herself. You know, she always thinks she can't do something. But, I mean, she, multiple times throughout this season she's shown like you know that if she believes in herself she can do it which is kind of like the message through throughout all of these characters like if they you know they kind of have to believe in themselves with pike she kind of had to figure out who she is so she could you know Mm -hmm. regain her power from the everlight and everything and then um percy same thing right after they they all had their yeah yeah, they all they all have their like moments where like they realize you know who they are and that they you know they can do it if they work together and all this stuff so it's kind of cool that each character had their moment um and keyleth really had her moment when she you know blasted the light at silas and disintegrated his ass just pretty badass yeah yep. Mm-hmm. yeah yep. i like that grog's like i can take it <laughs> poor guy just holding him just getting fried he's 
Well, barbarian takes half damage. Oh, and if, okay. if you're under, if you're raging, you take half damage from all sorts of. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That's oh, the kind of that's the kind of shit we need to know. And Keyleth sacrificed herself to save Vex when uh, Vex has been nothing but kind of hard on her the whole time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When Delilah shot her whatever magic out at uh, Vex, Keyleth jumped in front of her and saved her. So she made a pretty crazy sacrifice there. Yeah, I was wondering. If any of these characters were actually going to die, I, I mean, like I said, I don't know what happens in the campaign itself, but I'm glad that they all kind of uh, made it through. There was a couple points where it was iffy for some of them. And again, I'm like, how many uh, death saving throws are they making at this point in their campaign when Keyleth is dying on the floor? But yeah, that's all for it's all for drama there. It's all. Yeah, exactly. All that all that stuff is is fun. I mean, but they kill they kill Silas. You got Delilah left, and you kind of end up wrapping up the Percy story. In the she final runs episode. to the the Lord of Whisper or the Whispered One or whatever, right? And yeah. she's trying and to he, cast the yeah, the big spell, but it's like she's not strong enough, or he he does he denies her or something like that. I don't know if like the stars weren't lined up. They were trying mm-hmm. to get some sort of astral thing. Well, there's another kind of a cliffhanger because like she does summon something and it's this weird fucking orb the spinning orb yep that's just sitting there and then i don't know it's like blocking all the magic and everything. don't touch it like that one guy did <laughs> dude yeah yeah because they sent some uh people to investigate it and we see this dude get sucked into the orb and all his flesh gets ripped off oh, so. gross so yeah i was wondering what what was up with that orb um by the end of it because they never really uh that's another one of the cliffhangers that and the dragons at the end there. Um, so there's some stuff to latch on to for season two. Uh, yeah, definitely. Between that and the, that and the dragons when they're back at the, they're back mm-hmm. at the town kind of celebrating and they see, you know, three or four, four dragons on their way in. Oh, yeah. That we saw. Yeah. And then it kind of just, yeah. Cuts. So, uh, I mean, we know that we already are getting a season two, so we have another, 12 episodes probably getting spun together right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess we'll see about season three, but I mean, the way things are going, it seems like it's gotten a pretty positive reception. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, was... it. I thought it was great. Fantastic. Yeah. As a, did you guys have a favorite character? Like who did you kind of like root for, for the whole show? I just did like Grog. Cause he was a lovable oaf, you know, <laughs> like I always, he's yeah, he drink. just wants to drink. Just wants to have Kill a good time. And like he's, you know, just kind of doing his thing, smashing I mean, dudes. I kind of love Scanlan because Scanlan was pretty kind of close to my character for the D and D campaign. I was a there you go, a drunken monk variant this. of the of uh, the halfling descent. So it was pretty close. But I mean, they're all they all have their redeeming qualities too. Yeah, is... like I said, they they all get their moment. They all have a little bit of a of their backstory showing. Um, which kind of makes me uh, appreciate each one of them. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I, I don't know, Percy or Vex. I, I read it for kind of both of them. I like both of the characters. I got way more Percy uh, uh, storytelling. Yeah, I mean, backstory we, and all yeah. that stuff than I did Vex. Vex is just, she has a bond with her brother, doesn't want to share her brother with mm-hmm. Kiki. So, and I think she has a thing for Percy. It, but yeah. other than that, I thought really? she was just cool. I don't know. She's just always like. I think it's because they. It like seems the, like she's just nice to yeah. him. The two adults of the group. 
Like, oh, true. Definitely the, the adults <laughs> of the group. But I, I thought she had a cool scene where the one guy's like, um, he's like, yo, you're pretty good with a bow and arrow. You want to like have a private lesson yeah. or something like that? It's like, maybe it's a long shot. And then she shoots through him, <laughs> shoots through his arrow as he shoots at her and goes right into his forehead and stuff like that. And it's just like, she's just like, a, I, I don't know. I always love a, an archer. Like, that's what I play in those kind of games. I like to be either a thief or an archer. Well, I just yeah. think it's cool. So I we'd make a her. pretty good D and D party then if we all are choosing different classes. I still want to do that. Oh my god, a berserker, a bard, and a still want to do that as a uh, as a bonus episode. Everybody and should a little D and D should have a little side game. I've never played D and D in my life. That sounds dude. I would I would love it. I I think it'd be so fun. It's fun. It's like you know, it's like a not even a choose your own adventure. It's a make your own adventure, and exactly you know, you just. Just need to it's find a, a, a DM. Our DM always, my DM always says that he's weaving a tapestry where like everybody's a different thread. And as you know, as the story evolves, like the story evolves. So you just got to change things and adapt because you figure you're only getting through so much of a story in a session. So like, you know, you could make a crazy decision to not do something completely and go Dude, on. Just and listening. You're, you're always able to plan for the next. So. Just listening to yeah the critical role and the adventure zone and seeing some of this like that's to be some crazy talent to be a uh, DM and come up with these stories in every imaginable right. situation that you could find yourself in like it's, it's really Dungeons impressive. And Dragons bigger than ever it's bigger now than like ever before I think right like I think COVID, COVID did yeah especially kind of put a dude yeah give it a shot in the air it's pretty cool once you start learning more about D and I feel like now that I have, you kind of start to see the matrix a little bit, especially on video games. Like, like every RPG video game out there owes itself to D and Cause like those mechanics are straight from Baked it. Into it's everything, all, yeah. all the yeah, basis of it. Totally. So like, I'm, I'm, I feel like now that I'm learning more about it, I'm starting to appreciate um, that stuff a lot more, which is, which is cool. Uh, next episode, you're gonna hop on Discord and you're gonna be on video, like all dressed stuff, <laughs> like a knight or something like that. I'll go. do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm a half elf. <laughs> Get my character sheet ready. Oh nice. boy, well, oh boy. Uh, do we have any final reactions to this? I think we've, you know, we kind of said what we need to say generally and plot yeah, I wise. Mean, I would definitely. I would definitely recommend it to uh, to anyone interested in like, I mean, you don't even have to be interested in D&D to like this show or get anything good out of it. They catered it nicely to people that, you know, are already familiar with it and people that are fresh to it. So it kind of gets, it's the best of both worlds. Right. There. I'm sure this is like gold for people who followed the Critical Role campaigns through and through. Absolutely. Because yeah. like for me, I mean, the Adventure Zone is that for me. Like, if they did an animated Adventure Zone that, series. I would love that. It would be so good. I mean, I know they have done, like, the graphic novels for a couple of their campaigns, which I, I do want to check out. But, like, if they did an animated series, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine the fans of Critical Role, uh, I, their reaction to this has to be, has to be great. Um, and, yeah, to anyone who's interested in, like, fantasy, uh, any type of stuff like that, like, I would highly recommend it. As long as you're okay with violence and vulgarity, that yeah. this is for you. Who isn't? Crude humor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's known to happen in the realms. So, all right. Well, 
that will wrap up the legend of Vox Machina. I'm sure we'll all probably be peeking into season two whenever that do cut does come out. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this will wrap up Act Two, and we'll be back with a game for Act Three. Oh boy! Shortly after this. <laughs> together a little game for the boys uh we're playing you know something i think it's like fantasy based you know because there's always riddles involved in everything there's riddles in lord of the rings there's always some cryptic message going on so we're gonna play a little game of riddle me this (laughs) i have a list of a hundred riddles in front of me um, and each of the players will roll a D100 on their turn, and we will pick one off the list. And uh, I'll give you, you know, a uh, couple minutes to think about it. We won't, we won't leave all of that in here. Oh, obviously. do I Don't get to edit we'll all cut that, that out? out. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have to edit in a nice dice roll sound Ooh. effect. Ooh. Yep. Okay. It'll be fantastic. And then uh, if you guess wrong, I'll give the other person a chance to steal. And then, you know, we'll do we'll do three questions each and we'll just see what happens from there. So uh, do we want to roll for who goes first? Yeah. Why don't you guys roll? All right. I'm going to roll. want to roll my uh, physical D100 here. I swear. I got an 81. Oh, that's good. We got a seven. Is that, right. Is that bad? Is that bad? Eric, you go first. All give right. Me, give me a give me a dice roll and let me uh, let me see what you got All here. Right. Let me uh, get a good roll here. <laughs> That's a sixty-one. Sixty-one. Let us see. You have to tell. You have to say these riddles in a in a creepy voice. What goes up but never goes down. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I gotta give you some. All right, there, youngin. The more you take out, the bigger I get. What am I? <laughs> the Witch of the mm. Wilds. I don't know. The more I take, the more you take out, the bigger I get. The more you take out, the bigger I get. What am I? Huh. So if I guess, Brandon, Brandon will, Brandon will be get a ready chance to, to steal. Be ready to steal. Okay. I have an, I, th- I, I have yeah. something. I think I know what it is. Uh. I don't know. One more time. Oh, hold on, hold on. These are. I gotta. I gotta think of the theme here. These are. These are vaguely fantasy based. Well, right? I mean, no. I don't. I don't know if all of them are. Not all of them. Okay. Fantasy based. Okay. Uh. Some of them are. For some reason, I'm stuck on this. I I think it's wrong, but let's hear it. Credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is not credit card debt. No. Damn it, Brandon. 
you have any idea? The more you take out, the bigger I get. I want to say a hole. A hole is correct, Brandon. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yep. That, now that so I... sneaky. Good job. Yeah. Nice work. Fantastic. All right, Brandon steals Makes a point sense. in the in the initial round. Uh, let's get a let's get a roll out of you there, Brando. Oh, sure. Let me uh get get your die ready. Dust it off. Uh, oh, this is old. So it's been in my family for so long. So disappointing. Let me roll it here. I am. Oh, sick to my I stuff. rolled a, I rolled a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, that looks accurate. What do you mean it looks accurate? What does that even mean? <laughs> All right. Yep, that's oh, a number. That's a number. Between yeah, one and a hundred. That's what the screen says. All right, here you go, young man. <clears throat> Forty white horses on a red hill. They champ, they stamp, and then they stand still. What the, yeah, fuck, dude, what this... the fuck's the riddle? Come on. If you're going to do that... Oh, was that your Bilbo Baggins impression? No, it was just me reading the question. Oh, there was no That's question. Forty white horses so, on a red hill. They champ, they stamp, and then stand still. Yeah, it's your teeth. It's the <laughs> it's it's Bilbo. Is it and, really? Uh, it's in the Hobbit. You just watched the Hobbit movies. This was I must the whole the when he got the yeah that was in the Hobbit. It is the teeth. That yes. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, your teeth are white. Your red are gums. Yep. I know a lot of riddles, so. I've apparently sucked at riddles. Here. I think Damn. I'm in trouble. <laughs> but that one's in them. I thought you, yeah, I didn't know if you knew that or not. No, I, I'm on. Maybe I was out of the room for that part. I don't know. I should be like Gollum. Oh, subtle habits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, more of that. All right, Eric, back to you. Oh, boy. Brandon All right, is, two to zero. Brandon is the riddle master. I thought you'd, you know, you've been playing Batman Arkham Asylum. You've been dealing with That's the true. Riddler lately, so... That is true. All right, let me uh, roll my D100 <laughs> I like you here. Shake, you shake your hand like you're actually going to roll I. What do you mean? I have a physical die in my hand right now. That's a 45. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, this looks like a good one, I guess. Sure. Passed from father to son and shared between brothers. Its importance is unquestioned, though it is used more by others. Is it? I've never heard of that, but that's good. Passed from is father it, to son, and shared between brothers. Its importance is unquestioned, though it is used more by others. Hmm. Brandon looks like he's ready. He's ready to snatch this one yeah. right out. That that one's pretty good. I like that. I, I haven't heard of that one before, but I I think I know what it is. I feel now. I don't feel confident. <laughs> no, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a gettable one. Yeah, it's. Is it? I don't know. Do you want it one more time? Is it? Is it like your last name? That's what I'm going. It is a name. Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. There yep. you go. I I think last name specifically, which was what you said. Uh, yeah. yeah. Passed from father to son, shared between brothers. Okay. That's yeah. The, that's the big so, one. Oh, there you go, Eric. Sweet, I got one. Okay, that's all I wanted. Two to one, uh, Brandon. We're over to you for a roll. Okay, gonna roll here. Oh, almost went off the table, but it didn't. <laughs> me... Stop. That doesn't that's count. It. Doesn't uh, count. Right, right on the edge. Okay. Yep. Forty-two. Forty-two. Oh, that's close. 
All right, this one's this one's a little tricky. Uh, Got to get ready to steal. It's you know not as straightforward as some other ones, but <clears throat> it is a journey whose path depends on an other's vision of where it ends. Hmm, that's a good one. It, it is if a I was high right now, I feel like I'd get this. <laughs> Say it again? It'd melt your brain. It is a journey whose path depends on an other's visions of where it ends. Feels like a tongue twister at the same time, too. A journey whose paths depend on an other's vision of where it ends. I'll just go with Yesterday? Uh, no, that is incorrect. I like that. I like uh, that, though. Alright, give it to me one more time. It's a journey whose path depends on an other's vision of where it ends. <laughs> hmm. Would you like it once is, in, my is old it? Lady vo- in my old lady voice? Oh, yes, I would love that. It is a journey whose path depends on an other's vision of where it ends. Is it... Maybe I'm, think, <laughs> that help? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking too simple here. Is it? Is it a road? No, it is not a road. Damn it. Close. I would have accepted two. They ha- here they have a book. I would have accepted a story as well. Oh, okay. Because basically, gotcha. it's a journey for you, but you know, it depends on who the storyteller actually is. So, okay, I got gotcha. you. So that was a, that was a little trickier, but uh, still, nonetheless, gettable. Um, right. over to Eric. I still. All right, I got a chance to tie here. Is this number three? This is. Is this question three? Yes. All right. Uh, let me get my die here. I gotta find it really quick. Okay, here it is. <laughs> you keep them lying around. You <laughs> lose them on the side. It's a fifty-nine. All right. Um, this one looks like a. This one looks like a good one. Okay. I am what desired above all fame and wealth. Without me, it's assured that you'll begin to lose your health. I'm not a fluid dancer, but you can put me on a shelf. What What am I? All right. Again from the top. Oh, that was a... Again from uh, the top. Okay. Yeah. I am what's desired above all fame and wealth. Without me, it is assured that you'll begin to lose health. I'm not a fluid dancer, but you can put me on a shelf. Put me on a shelf. Desired above fame and wealth. Without me, you'll begin to lose health. And you can put me on a shelf. What? Oh, boy. This seems... With a hard W. What am I? That's a good one. Hmm. Without it, you'll never get into the minds of Moria. Oh, no. Hmm. Desired above food or fame and wealth. Without me, it is assured you'll begin to lose health. Not a fluid dancer. Put me on a shelf. The, sh- the shelf thing is throwing me off. Same. Hmm. I don't want to give any hints here. You gotta play Fairsies. 
Alright, Dave, do it in an old man voice. <laughs> Maybe that'll help me. <clears throat> old man voice, oh man. <laughs> I am what's desired above all fame and wealth. Without me, it's assured that you'll begin to lose your health. I'm not a fluid dancer, but you can put me on a shelf. What am I? Ooh, that, <clears throat> that's gravelly. Dude, that's so been smoking for 70 years. A little vocal <laughs> fry in there. The deep, manly vocal fry. Alright. Desired above all fame and wealth, Eric. Come on. I, I know. This is this easy. Is... This is easy. I like that I pick the tough game, then I can just make you guys suffer. This is this is a a real real brain buster. Yeah, you're gonna hear it, and you're gonna be like, "I am such an asshole." I uh, know. That's how. That's, every all, that's what riddle is. Riddle yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. You almost never want to hear it until you like you know you want to walk away and come back in like an hour and be like, "Damn, that's what it was." Yep. But um, let's see. How about a? <laughs> I don't even like have a guess. All right. Uh, hold on. I will guess. I, I will guess something though, just so I throw something out there. Um, I don't know. Your 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 brain. I don't fucking know. Your brain is is incorrect. I mean, if you I guess if you're dead, you can take it out and put it on a shelf. Gollum. Colin would murder you at this point. Yeah, I've been. I've, I already died like three times. <laughs> Brandon, you got anything? Oh boy, I. I'm with you, Eric. I was going to go with brain, last name, or legacy. So I'll just go with legacy. Can you put your legacy on a shelf? I don't know. Yeah, sure. With a photo or something like that, or a crest. Uh, you can't. All right. I'm sorry. Which you, which you can put on a shelf, which you will lose health, is food. Oh, come on. Desired above all fame and wealth. All you want. Uh, Everybody just wants food and water. Without me, it's assured you'll be getting I don't know. Yourself. Have you ever met an anorexic? Those people... <laughs> might... <laughs> no, but... All right. We'll do... We're going to do one last one just for... Shits and giggles. You did win already, Brandon. Technically, I but won. I guess Eric, Eric could two to one. Eric could two steal it and tie it. I guess technically. Technically, yeah. All right, let's go. Let's so, give me a, let one. me get a dice roll out of you. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Ooh, this sounds like a good number. I hope it is. <laughs> oh boy. All right. What is long? No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what is long, brown, and sticky? Oh, God. I've heard this one before. I, yeah, I feel like I have to. What really is stupid. long, brown, that could be, and sticky? That could be any oh, number of things. It's a stick. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. It is a stick. Ha. Long, brown, sticks aren't, and sticks aren't sticky. Sticky. It's oh, I guess sticky. It, uh, that's stupid. <laughs> yep. Come on. Hey, when he said seven, sticky, yep. it hit me. I was like, oh. He rolled the seventy-two. That's when it is. So. Oh boy. Well, thank you guys for 
Thank you for playing my silly games. I thought, you know, I wanted to get some dice rolling involved in here tonight since we were talking about Vox, so. That was fun. I figured yeah. it was a little, something a little different, but I guess. Uh, I'm glad I got at least one. Yeah. yeah. I think you guys did pretty good. You know, there wasn't any too long delays, so. Uh, Eric, I guess why don't you give us a real quick social shout out and we'll get out of here. Sure. Uh, you can find us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram, um, Facebook.com slash Nomads of Fantasy, TikTok uh, at the Nomads of Fantasy. Hey. Eric and does a lot of fancy dances on TikTok. Go over there and check it out. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh-huh. Totally. Um, and you could check out the Nomads of Fantasy.com uh, for all things Nomads. Fantastic. And Yep, that's all I got. All right, thanks. Brandon, anything else for this week? No. Uh, what are we doing next week? Do we even know? Or is it kind of, are we just kind of winging it this this uh, next episode coming up? I don't know what's on the up. calendar. I know we have an indie spotlight for indie video games that we keep pushing back, but okay, well, if we don't know, that's fine. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Safe travels, uh, nomads. <laughs> safe travels, nomads. <laughs> Utini. A two, three, four! Give me a tug! I couldn't ignore that. Okay, this uh, this is going at the end of the episode. I need oh a game, boy! I need a game name for this. Uh, <laughs> All right. I thought it was the knots. Are you that nervous about this game? No, I think it's the combination of Oreo cookies, milk, and Gatorade. Oh, that's a bad combo. It's a, a healthy boy right there. <laughs> All right. Anywho. <laughs> uh